Welcome to ACME Talks and Live Events. You are listening to a podcast from the Australian Centre for the Moving Image. This talk has been recorded in front of a live studio audience. This podcast is an audio recording of a live event. It may reference visual material that cannot be represented in this recording. It may also contain strong language and adult themes, which may not be suitable for younger audiences. And the opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ACME. Hi everybody, my name is Greg Harmon. I'm the CEO and executive producer at Characters Animation. Um, we're based in two locations. We're based in Sydney and also in New Zealand. In uh, Wellington, we are production studioers. Uh, we have around about 20 crew at the moment. And our major role in life at the moment is to build the Marvel Universe for, uh, for TV. Uh, we've been doing that for four years, uh, working closely with Marvel and creating uh, TV series work uh, for primetime TV. Uh, primetime in America being um, uh, the Avengers uh, TV series, the uh, Hulk and the Agents of Smash TV series. Uh, we're currently uh, working on Guardians of the Galaxy and also a movie for Netflix, which I cannot um, name at this point of time. Let me just show, show you a small little clip. Um, What's the profile of these hostiles? Drone ships from who knows where. Drones? Someone set their invasion fleet on autopilot? Finally found some action, Tony? This just got more complicated. Civilians are in play. We've got a plane to catch. Cool. All right, so what I'm going to talk to you today about is how we actually use the Foundry's Moto product um, in our pipeline at... at oh, Red Skull stole oh. something from you. And maybe we should turn Our it Red Skull? We don't need that. What I'll start with, though, is I always like to talk about money first. Don't know why. Um, but I do like to sort of get into just looking at sort of what it costs and what our pipeline is and, and how we sort of get that working. So we have a pipeline where um, everything's run on Windows, uh, Windows Server 2012 and Windows Professional Desktop. Um, we have, uh, as you can see on screen, we have 10 Moto uh, floating licenses. We also use uh, Mesh Fusion, uh, which is a Moto product add-on to, uh, to Moto. We also use Autodesk 3D uh, Studio Max. Uh, it's quite a big part of our pipeline. And Maya is very, uh, it's basically been um, taken out of our pipeline and switched out for Modo, just the way that we do things. Uh, we also use uh, Deadline uh, from Thinkbox uh, in terms of render managing across the 30 nodes, and uh, obviously Photoshop, Mari, uh, ZBrush, and Nuke at the bottom there. We do switch in and out of uh, both Mari and ZBrush quite heavily in our pipeline, but I'm not going to focus too much on that today. Um, probably have to understand exactly what we're doing for Marvel. 
And, and what we do is we're designing, so we're at the front end of the uh, production process. Uh, it really is pre-production that we're working in. Uh, we sit down with the directors. Uh, we work with seven different directors out of LA. Uh, and we look at the scripts that have been written and we break those down into, into the assets that need to be created. Uh, everything you saw on that first, um, uh, first video I, I played down, one thing we do not do is we do not do the character animation layer at characters. So even though we call characters animation, we're doing uh, backgrounds and props predominantly. Uh, we do do some robots and some other characters that do appear in the screen, on screen, but what we uh, do not do is the, is the main cast. That's all handled out of South Korea uh, across six different studios. So initially, we get the scripts, we work with the directors, we understand the episode, we try and figure out what's going on in the episode. Uh, then we'll get a combination of us creating 2D, um, 3D concept art or um, Marvel in America creating some concept art for us to work with. Um, I have a thing on the screen here that says 3D conceptual design and we found that by bringing Modo into our pipeline we could actually um, achieve that very quickly and model and bash together um, our designs, which I'll show you through on this today our designs very quickly to get them back to America, get sign off on them or to get notes. Um, you will find that in TV production and especially on series episodic uh, work, there's a lot of things to make uh, very quickly. One of the great things about television is most things that you make end up on screen. Uh, unlike film, a lot of things can just disappear. Uh, so if it's not in this episode, it sort of goes in the vault and we use it uh, next time. Um, Obviously, once we've got our sort of conceptual sort of 3D designs made and, we're, and everyone's sort of happy with the general layout of that particular asset, we move into modeling and cleanup, and that's just detailing it. And the, the cleanup part's quite important for us because of a particular aspect that we need to do. Um, you saw on screen it basically looked like a 2D show, like a traditional show. Uh, we do CG for a 2D pipeline. So all of our CG assets that we're making um, have to have a very nice, strong line render that goes around them. So I'll show you some of that on screen as well. So that's part of our modeling and cleanup phase. And then lighting and rendering. So we don't, um, we don't render the whole show. But what we do render is we do need to render um, to get sign off on the asset. So we, um, if it's a background set, we will render. In terms of our rendering for this particular show, it will go into Max. Um, and the reason why it goes into 3ds Max is because uh, Marvel um, supplied that as part of their pipeline to Korea. So we had to basically just adopt that 3ds Max um, switchover. But what we do is we do, um, for every asset, every background, we will definitely do color renders of it, we'll do texture it up. We don't fully texture it because what happens after we're finished with it, it goes back to Los Angeles and the color stylists actually paint across everything we do. And it sounds slow, it sounds tedious, and it is a bit slow and tedious, but it's giving them a particular look that they still want. They still want this sort of different from feature film, they want a 90s, um, late 90s, 2000 cartoon look. Um, but what we're, we're providing them is a 3D set. The other thing in terms of what I'll show you today is by providing them a 3D set, especially in a landscape or an environment, um, the direct, we supply the directors with FBX files. And they can move these files around, and they do. They, they get in there, they, they open it up with either Autodesk um, uh, FBX review and or QuickTime, and they just move the cameras around, they move the object around, and they get their shots. And so this whole process of what we're doing is we're building up a dynamic animatic over a 14-week period. We start a new episode every week and we finish a new episode every week. Um, but there's a 14-week cycle for that to go through um, to get 22 minutes um, sort of 
locked in to be shipped off uh, to Korea to be finished. I'm going to move through just to some money stuff. As I mentioned before, it's always quite interesting to know sort of what do we spend to, to have um, an environment. So th this is only looking at uh, Autodesk, um, Max, and also um, the Moto and Mesh Fusion. It's in New Zealand dollars, but at the moment New Zealand dollars is very similar to Australian dollars, so it's about the same. <laughs> um, and you can see um, we have nine licenses of Max, and it comes out over about a 75k over a three-year spend. And uh, for the Moto pipeline, about half of that. That's one reason we adopted Moto, but it's not the only reason. Um, Mesh Fusion, uh, I will show you today, and those of you that don't know what Mesh Fusion is, it's a Boolean system that's added on top of uh, Moto that allows us to model a different way and even faster. I talked about line rendering, so I'm just going to come into line rendering um, again and just show you, oh no I'm not, I'm going to show you this first of all. <laughs> I'm going to show you just some of, uh, over episode one um, from the Avengers and also the, the Hulk and the Agents of Smash, some of the, the assets that we made in uh, Modo. Okay, so you can see there just the type of work that we're doing. So there's, uh, there's a combination of uh, background, uh, exteriors, there's the interior sets, there's um, you know, inside spaceships, uh, there's plenty of spaceships. Uh, we're now working on Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, season one, and there are plenty of uh, spaceships that we have to do for that, that series. You also saw a few fly-throughs there. Uh, we, we do the fly-throughs um, to send that off to the directors so they can see the layout that's been approved and designed and built. Uh, and then they can stage, you know, they can stage exactly their storyboard um, out from there. Okay, so let's have a look at, uh, just as I will now look at, oh. sound came back, that's good. I will look at this line rendering. So with the line rendering, we will first of all be given some concept art like so. This is actually a spaceship, believe it or not. It looks like a cube, and it is called a cube. We will then uh, model it, uh, model it to match the concept art. And then we have to get this uh, detailed line render out of this. And the reason why is because the Photoshop people in LA need to be able to paint over that digitally. <laughs> Fun, huh? Here's another piece of concept work that we would get um, either designed by ourselves, in, the case this, in this case it was designed by us, um, and then we need to turn this into a, th a 3D object with the line renders. One of the great things about Modo, as we're modeling, is it has built into it a thing called um, the Edge Ink material. And so our, our artists will be modeling away and they can see the shapes that are getting generated in real time as they're modeling and they can check those, those lines. We can't have any lines that don't connect together because the Photoshop people cannot actually select what they need to select. Um, so one of, the, one of the reasons we put in Modo, but one of the great things about Modo was to be able to actually bring that in on screen and actually click through and actually get those lines working properly. Now I'm going to switch um, a little bit. I'm going to switch into showing you something else because I can't show you everything from Marvel as you can imagine. What we also uh, wanted to do was to really stress, stress, stress test the product of Modo um, a lot further. So we created an a internal project called Rex to the Rescue. 
Anrex is a, a little fox that's in the Swiss mountains. Uh, he's an extreme workout fox. It likes to do extreme workouts. Has a couple of little sidekits with uh, cats with uh, ducks and a cat with him. And what they do is they save the other extreme an animals that are going to the mountains to, to have a bit of fun. Uh, we decided we wanted to model in Moto. We wanted to rig in Moto. We wanted to animate in Moto. Uh, we wanted to light and texture and render the whole um, whole show. We created 12 uh, two-and-a-half-minute or two-minute pieces um, as a pilot series. Uh, currently, it is um, um, in negotiations to be picked up as a full series. Um, so what we'll show you today is, first of all, a little clip of... Help you out when things are getting rough. Rough, rough. and friends prepare to save the day so if you are in trouble and you need some saving fast i look to see him coming with his four by fours running flying in there on the double when you need him Rex to the rescue when things are getting tough help you out when things are getting rough Cellular Free and Rex. So all of that is made in Moto from start to finish. The only other product we used was Adobe, Adobe Premiere um, at the end to put it all together, but basically we stayed out of every other piece of software. And it was to do a full stress test on a particular style. Um, and so what I'm going to show you today is some of the things that we learnt um, using, um, uh, I guess, just using the approach and, and also uh, using Moto. So you can see in terms of our kit set approach, we had to be very smart, we had a low budget, and um, we made a little bean-shaped character, and we put a muzzle on it and some eyes and arms. But one of the great things was we can cheat in animation. We don't have to have real shoulder joints, things like this. We can just pull the arm around here and bring it around here like this, and there you go. Nobody knows, right? So you've got to be smart with the animation as well. You don't need to go full extreme. It's cartoons after all. Uh, we then um, could actually apply this across all of our characters, this sort of base shape. Um, you'll have a look now, a bit of a lineup. You will see uh, the, the cat, the ducks. They sort of got the same sort of bean body that we've got. Um, the penguin doesn't. It looks more like me. Uh, we've got the, uh, the pigs. That, they've all got sort of this sort of uh, muzzle that we put on top of them uh, and just extended out those shapes. Elephant's a bit wider. Uh, we've got another wolf that came in with a moustache on. 
And we did end up with a giraffe, which is a different um, body. But we made these, and I'll just pause that there. Uh, once we made the original, Rex by itself probably took us about uh, four weeks to get right in terms of design. It was just more going back and forth getting a design. But once we had our sort of design um, for these, sort of the base design uh, completed, it took us uh, one day to create each of these characters um, just using, um, you know, just simple shapes and, and getting it together. Um, so a couple of weeks later, we had all of our, our whole team held cast. And these, by the way, are all the animals that Rex actually saves um, through our episodes. Um, everything called rounded edge width. Uh, obviously, to make that blend of when I move the shoulder and we move the arm, we actually don't want to have it like a hard, sharp edge uh, against the, the, the shape. So um, a nice little feature that's inside Moto was simply this, you know, this um, rounded edge width where we can come in and we can just... Um, smooth off the edges uh, very, very quickly. <laughs> uh, shrink ramping, this was uh, neat, just for little things that just, you know, sometimes take a little bit of time. Um, you know, wanting to put a logo on this, on this uh, wolf's uh, helmet, obviously you can create a logo very quickly and it just snaps on. It just really snaps on and we can change its thickness and we can we can position it however we like, and it's, it's extremely quick. Um, and these are just nice things to have. These nice things that our artists really enjoyed that they could quickly change designs and just move things around really quickly. The next point is just copying keyframes. And I know other software can do this, but uh, our last episode, which I am going to play down for you, is a dancing episode where we had our penguin dancing. And uh, what we needed to do was sort of get the whole team, all the cast dancing and doing the same routine. Um, so what we can do is we can zoom in here and we can actually um, highlight the keys of, of the left leg and we can just copy it. And we can place it from the penguin and paste it onto Rex. And very simply, we can transfer our animation um, around, especially when we want similar animation transferred, uh, across to our um, different characters. Now the reason we could do this also is the rigs are the same. The rigs have been set up the same inside um, everything and also those, those shapes, that, be, that body shape that we made is the same. And we had to think about that to sort of optimise this production. So you can see there now Rex is doing the dance as well. So let's have a look to see how it all turned out.
<laughs> so our, our little uh, characters all got high on Easter eggs and went off to space. Um, I'm going to come back now. So that's a, um, that was just showing you how we actually use one piece of software to make an entire, entire production. Um, so it can be done. Uh, you don't always have to use all the different pieces of tools that are out there. Um, I'm going to now talk about use, uh, using Mesh Fusion, come back to the Marvel pipeline that we have. So Mesh Fusion, for those that don't know what it is, is an add-on to uh, Modo. Um, it's a different way of uh, modeling, different way of thinking about modeling. Um, one of the things that we often get is, um, this is all going all over the place, but let's just freeze it um, in here. Often we get to do, uh, asked to, to make lots of interesting shapes and, and especially lines throughout our um, 3D objects. Uh, the directors, art directors, and, and directors we work with want all these uh, wonderful shapes. So um, to actually quickly get a nice um, shape through something like this um, um, calf mesh, uh, we can use something like Mesh Fusion, where it's um, basically using union and subtraction and um, addition sort of uh, Boolean objects to allow us to quickly slice and, um, and create our different shapes after the fact. So we'll model away first, and then we'll use Mesh Fusion to come in here and put in these nice curves. Now, I've sped these videos up on purpose, just so you can um, see um, quickly at how we, we, we've done this. Um, I mean, something that came across my, my desk um, often is uh, you know, it's just new challenges. And so one of the challenges that came in uh, recently was we had to, we got asked to make uh, 14 or 15 space cars um, in, uh, in like about a week. Uh, so that's the type of thing we get. Um, so we just finished off on this robot first. So you can see how nice it comes out with all those shapes. So how do we build space, space cars in a week? So we, had, we went back to Mesh Fusion and said, right, we've got to get a base design. We've got to actually work it out. Um, we use the schematic view that's here on screen. Uh, there is a different view, but we've decided to use the schematic way. Um, basically, uh, we would set, set up a, a node-based system where everything could be added, subtracted, um, or blended together. Um, you'll see on the left-hand side, it's actually, or up here, sorry, on the right-hand side, you'll see there's quite a lot of um, mesh there that you, that's not um, active. So it's a completely different way of thinking about something. Um, but what you can get is some really interesting and quick shapes. And um, we found out that we could actually make and model and design, not detail, we're not finishing these assets, we're just getting that first pass layout across for approval as quickly as we can. Um, uh, you know, a number of uh, different shapes very quickly. So it took about uh, two days to work out the node system for us, and then it took us about three days to make um, the, the 15 cars that we um, originally sort of made. made. I am going to play down a little video in a, in a few seconds um, time that just is, is ramped up that shows you how quick it was to make one of these cars. Um, so this is sort of an output of these. They are cartoon cars. They've just been rendered like a light sort of shader look on them. Um, they don't need to be fully detailed up, partly because of where they were um, placed in, in shot. They're just scattered around sort of, um, uh, you know, sort of a street level in space. On the bottom right of the screen, there's a clock ticking over now. It's sort of ticking over two minutes, um, two and a half minutes. So I asked my, my artists to just make the, um, this particular video. And I said, make me one more space car. We'll record you do it, doing it. Um, and this is just uh, from his brain. There's no sort of conceptual art. So what we're doing here is we're using Mesh Fusion to 
Um, we know we need to make a space car. We're making another car. Um, but we're just now starting to move objects around back and forth. And one of the great things about this is you can see some of these shapes that we're making. Some of these shapes are actually quite hard to get um, worked out. One of the good things is the art director can wander across and also just say, just move that little bit object to the right, a little bit to the left, just move it in a little bit, punch it out a bit. So there's a lot of freedom in terms of that design and that shape. Um, We're still looking through this. This is going to take, um, it's a total of 58 minutes, so one hour, but we're going to speed through it real quickly. Um, it's totally a, a new way of uh, modeling that we've found. We're still trying to um, optimize this, just so, because as I mentioned at the start of my chat, which was we need to have a really nice line render. So just trying to optimize. Um, our line rendering process around mesh fusion because it does add a little bit extra sort of mesh to, into what we need, a little bit extra geo. Um, we have noticed that if you start with large, you know, large geo and the objects, you're going to end up with a very heavy scene file. So you want to start with the lowest uh, um, parts possible. Scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. I'm going to move this forward a little bit just for time. And here's our uh, final product. It does not have a back axle, but it doesn't need to. It's a space car. <laughs> that would normally, just so you understand in terms of impact for us, that would normally take about a day to make that type of car. So it took us an hour to make it instead. And the great thing about that is I can send it off, uh, send it away, and um, uh, um, send, it, send it to you know, over to LA and, and get some sort of approval on it. Now, I think the last thing I've got time for, which is my last little wrap-up, I just wanted to also show you the power of, of um, Modo's and its rendering engine. So you saw, uh, you saw Rex, and that was sort of a, a children's cartoon style. Um, you have seen us sort of um, doing line rendering as well. We also have another product, a uh, um, uh, four-minute film here, which I'll just play down, and we can maybe have some questions at the end of it. This is for the people who don't know, pretty much everybody, who I am. I'm the guy that flies around in, um... 
I'm the guy that stopped the Johansson bombing spreading to Berg. And paid back the team that bombed Howarth. The best goddamn place there ever was. Anyway. This'll more than likely be my last mission. So I thought I, I'd better tell someone. Hopefully not a government freak, hopefully a normal person. Who I am. Or, um... By the time you watch this, who I was. I, um, I, I was Jackson Kerr. Father of two, husband, and weapons technician for the Byron administration. Once their biggest strength was their thoroughness, but now they are complacent and in their new found arrogance. This dictatorship has assumed that their brainwashing propaganda has been 100% successful. Very amusing. <laughs> okay, to me at least. This country is not entirely brainwashed yet. I'd say it's two parts brainwashed. One part madness. And let it be known that I will die tonight, and I will die as one of the mad. And that's not mad crazy, that's just mad. Mad because I've been here alone. To live at this life through death and mayhem until tonight when it's my time to go. But I will tell you this. I won't be going alone. Um, so again, you know, we see uh, how important getting, uh, you know, efficient techniques um, are in kind of being competitive and creative. Definitely. And um, I mean, it was interesting seeing just the, 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 this other idea of actually creating independent work, which you guys do a lot, I always mm -hmm. admired that about you. Um, but you're creating independent work, but also as a way to develop new techniques. And, Definitely. Uh, yeah. Could you want to expand a little bit on that? Yeah, so I mean, so both of those two bits of IP that we've, we put on screen there, um, Mad Jackson at the end, we actually made it in 2008 and then we remade it last year, um, partly because the technology had changed, so we thought we could give it another nudge. And um, with Rex to the Rescue, 
just being able to sit down and actually have an internal project, and we put all of our crew across it. It took about um, eight or nine months to make 20 minutes, um, but it was just sort of pulling people off and doing some R&D in, inside. And the great thing about doing that is that you just really learn about software, you learn about how you can use it in your other productions, and then you can add value to your clients. And so we do it all the time, we love mm. it. Yeah, yeah no, and I think that, that's definitely a through line. And I don't know any of you, but, um, but certainly <laughs> if, you're, um, if you're thinking of sort of starting to get into the industry or grow your skills, I mean, creating your own work and making it as good as it can be is definitely yeah. the, the main thing to start with. Um, yeah, so, so that idea of the research and development, you know, that's vital for, for everything. Um, now, the other thing is that your website is a YouTube site, which I've found grievously <laughs> offensive, and I was just wondering if you could expand on that. Time. <laughs> Time mostly, but also Marvel. Um, so with Marvel, we um, are not going to show any of the work um, from a contractual point of view that right. we've made, so the only way to be able to do it was to really link through to what they can show. Never. Couldn't you have had that on your own website, but then linked to YouTube? Yeah, we could have, but then we're just lazy, so we just put a YouTube site up there. It shows. Uh, yeah. So we, um, but we're also very busy. Like, um, you know, producing. Uh, we're on our seventh production now, TV series for Marvel. Uh, it doesn't stop. It just yeah, keeps no. coming. So okay. uh, well, we didn't have Christmas. We just keep going. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's another one of those balances of creativity and time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, and on that, what, 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 how do you kind of compare any insights into the difference between? Uh, long form or series work versus kind of short form TVC one-offs. Yeah, definitely. So um, prior, I mean, I guess on our website it's not that clear. No. Um, we did do yeah 12 years worth of TV commercials before we started doing TV series work, and there was quite from a, um, a you know a managing director point of view, running a company is quite different. We really enjoyed um, the the experience of doing a lot of TV commercials because there's a lot of variation in there, like uh, Reese was saying before. And with all those, um, all those um, productions, we could actually um, do a lot of R&D, we had a lot of uh, scope, but the negative was our team was always changing. So uh, from a staff point of view, we'd bring in a crew for four to six weeks, and they were fantastic to work with, and then they'd disappear because we just didn't have that pipeline of work. With TV series, um, I can now bring in junior artists, I can train them up over two, three, um, three odd years, they can move throughout, they have a sort of a career path, um, we make uh, hard, advanced sets and easy like chairs and, and brooms and things like that. So a modeler can come in and they can start on day one just making a broomstick. Uh, the time they leave us, they, they're building you know, um, Asgard from, um, from the Avengers or something like that. So, so to be able to, you know, the long form production allows us to, to train our artists. Um, in fact, one of the, I was saying this earlier, um, for the first time for a long time, uh, last Monday, we took a day off from supplying work to Marvel and actually did an internal training day. <laughs> and it's pretty rare to be able to do that in production. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's a good insight. Yeah. Um, any other questions? Someone in the back. Hello, hello. Yeah. Uh, Greg, for the students in the room, would you, what kind of advice would you give them in terms of real, what they should be learning, not learning, you know, things to put under their demo reel? Just kind of give them a little bit of advice. Yeah, sure. I think it's actually very similar to what Mark said at the start, which is, you know, all your work should be good. So what you don't put on your reel is anything that's not good. That's the first step. Is everything we come out of our studio, um, even if we're sending a, whip, a work in progress to the client, we critique it before it goes out. Um, so we're quite happy to send it. We'll obviously send, um, send something out if, if we just want to get it out to get it some sort of feedback. But everything you do in your own show reel should be good work. So if you've got something that you're not happy with in there, 
take it out because most people will see things that have got mistakes in it. In terms of uh, what we look for in terms of the people that are coming into our, our pipeline, um, we are called Characters Animation and we have had animators in before. We do do some animation. We do some small animation at the moment. Um, but predominantly for, um, for our crew, there's 15 artists, CG artists, and they are modelers. But they're not purely just modelers. They need to know how to rig. They do know how, need to have, how to texture. And they do know how, need to know how to light and render. So you need to be quite general, but you can be a specialist still at the same time. Yeah, because it's certainly better to have a short, good reel yeah, than a long shoot. Definitely, reel. definitely. And, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Just one question about Mesh Fusion. Yes. What's the topology, what's the topology like once, you, once you're done? Yeah, so as I was, uh, mentioned just on, on the screen there, um, if you start with two uh, uh, meshes that are high density and you merge them together, you're going to be in trouble, right? So we've started to, um, they've got these objects in there that actually start in terms of a base shape. Uh, your topology can get out of control, but then we've put that, uh, we'd st still export that out, maybe take it through ZBrush and re-topologize um, it as well. Yeah. Definitely a good tool. That, all right, thanks, Greg. Yeah, no problems at all. Thank you. You have been listening to an Acme podcast. For more recordings of talks and live events, go to Acme Channel and the Acme website.